Hey guys, just wanted to let you know the Patreon is up. Check it out. Patreon.com slash Beer City Media Podcast for all your extra Beer City Media needs. Now on with the show. Jack the Ripper terrorized East London for 12 weeks in 1888 and targeted prostitutes living and working in one of London's poorest crime districts, Whitechapel. Jack the Ripper was also known as the Whitechapel murderer. His five known victims were Mary Ann Nichols, Annie Chapman, Elizabeth Stride, Catherine Eddowes, and Mary Jane Kelly. The victims sometimes had their throats slashed and internal organs removed. It is unclear if the five known victims are the Ripper's only victims. Whitechapel was a densely populated area, but most of the killings happened within a few streets of each other, as well as on weekends and public holidays. The Ripper either could have been a local who worked regularly, or he was an educated, upper-class man, possibly a doctor, who targeted victims in a lower-class neighborhood. The Ripper was suspected of being a doctor because the mutilation of his victims appeared to suggest he was surgically trained. Welcome oh. to the Conspiracy Therapy Podcast with Ryan, Larry, spring Josh, the Illuma Mommy herself, Miss April. And on today's episode, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this 150th episode, we dive in on Jack the Ripper. Of London late at night with a little black bag that's oh so tight. He's got a big black cloak hanging down his back. Well, that's a one bear cat I just hate to fight. Well, it won't. Super Kitchen Studio around the table. We got the skeptic, the mom, the beard, and yours truly, Red Dead 2019, here to talk Jack the Ripper. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I don't know very much about Jack the Ripper, so this is going to be fun for me. Well, it's a blend of two things. This is, uh, well, one, we're celebrating 150 episodes, Woo-hoo! which is a big deal. I mean, even when we did episode 50, it was Illuminati. It was like, mm-hmm. damn, bro. Damn, bro. Oh, fuck, bro. We're going to talk about the fucking Illuminati? <laughs> no way. Thanks, Mark. So, I am excited to cover this because this is, one, it's an unsolved, technically unsolved serial killing. It's the first that really came pre the turn of the 20th century that not, I mean, H.H. Holmes was there and this did happen about the same time. This is a little earlier, I would say. And there's was such a fear in London. I mean, Whitechapel was just gripped and the terror of this man, this guy was a horribly disgusting serial killer. I mean, there's many theories and we'll get to them. But the, these crimes are ghastly. I say that. Sweet. Word. Not often. I think 
Definitely I, not I think correctly. the only way to say ghastly is to clutch pearls mm-hmm. and look off as an old woman staring off into like a <laughs> haunted cemetery. Yep. But anyway, let's pull the Thunderbird to the side of the road. A little tru- truth, truth corner. Has there ever been a time that you've jacked the rippered your pants in an embarrassing situation? We've covered this in the potty slam. My bad. I had. I have. <laughs> well, I was in a mall. You were okay. I was in the mall parking lot going, I can make it. <laughs> I no, I can't. I thought you were talking about literally ripping your pants. Not that too, yeah. Which is it? Ripping into the pants? Yeah, or I would say ripping the pants embarrassingly. Like, say you're, okay. you're wearing, you're like, oh, these pants still fit. Oh, boy. And then, like, literally, you, you bend over in front of the pretty girl in school and it just goes, Frank! Right up your tailpipe. Uh, the only time I can think of is when my dog was having a heat stroke and I went to pick him up and I split my pants. Oh. Well, and at that point, you're like, oh, fuck it. You don't I didn't care. care. Yeah. Fuck it. I was going to take my pants off anyways. <laughs> Little guy's yeah. so hot. It was mm. chewy, right? Yeah. This past summer. That's right. When you were up at Mackinac, right? Stupid blueberry festival in Jenison, Granville. You bent, oh, that's right. Yeah. And you bent over and showed everyone your blueberries. I just I bent over and you just hear a. <laughs> <laughs> like they just went. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god, Martha! It sounded like his fucking Achilles his tendon just popped. Just, someone's like, "Oh my god!" The lead singer of uh, Nirvana just coughed himself. <laughs> Jeez! <laughs> Unfortunately, that was the day that you decided to be Commando. Or mm. do you guys have you guys had any stories about ripping pants, dude? Or? I'm fucking doozy. I love it. So, picture this. Mm. I'm going to paint you a picture. It's eighth grade for little April. I was Vander Whitey back then. I was not a shoop. Sure hope not. I was pretty awkward looking. I had a weird haircut. I thought I was cool. I was not. I wore head-to-toe denim. Ooh, the denim duster days. Yeah, Uh, it was was my denim duster days. The Canadian um, tuxedo. Yep. I was wearing my Canadian tuxedo. This actually was, it, it was that era, but mm. I was wearing, um, it was actually at my band concert. I was eighth grade band concert and we're all up on stage and this is local, but Fairhaven Church. You've, have you been yes, there? Yeah, in there? I have it's a, I have a huge. Now. It's fucking enormous. It's, it's very big. Jenison's version of like the super, the mega church and the stage is giant. And they were like, Hundreds of people there because it was a really big deal. <laughs> Thank you. So we're on stage and we're about to start the performance. And the uniforms we had were super fucking ugly. It was like a blue blazer with like puke brown oh. pants. They were like that yellow brown color. Oh. Yeah, it was like baby diarrhea brown. That's like the best way that I can describe those. Oddly enough, that's so descriptive. Avoc- avoc- I know. Rotten avocado. Yeah. And <laughs> the thing with these uniforms is they weren't tailored or like, so you just got slapped in whatever kind of fit. So everyone and everyone's like, oh, we're in eighth grade. So we're just like budding chests and everything just mm-hmm. looked weird. So I'm up there and I... In front of all these people, all the parents of the sixth, seventh, and eighth grade band parents, mm-hmm. and I bent down on the stage to pick something up. <laughs> I shit you not, my pants split 
literally from the bottom of the front waistband all the way around oh. to the bottom of the back. You went around waistband. the world? Yeah. Like literally the only thing holding my pants together was the waistband. Oh my God. That could have been so much worse. I know. And I was, I was mortified because you could hear it because there it's the whole stage is fucking mic'd up. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh my God, April. I will. Ne- I honestly, how I did you react though? Well, thankfully, here's the thing that was nice is that because I was in, I did percussion, which is like in the back, in the way, way back. Um, obviously, I got teased for it for quite quite a while, uh, especially because not that many people knew that it happened or at least said anything to me about Aww. knowing that it had happened. But I, I mean, once we were done performing, I like legs together, wad- penguin waddled off stage. <laughs> hey, what's that? Is that is that? Is that what's wrong with that little girl in the hey, back? Is that, is that April Vanderfarty? What's she doing waddling like a penguin? <laughs> oh, just something terrible happened to I'm, her. I'm telling you guys, everything pre like freshman year of high school was a fucking nightmare hey. for me. You could not pay me money to go back in time and relive those days. Hey, Phil, hey, Phil, you get that uh, mic off uh, stage left in the back there. They pick up that girl's pants fucking split in half. She thought she had tearaway pants. We got to fucking use that clip, bro. And I guarantee because it's Fairhaven and, and Hudsonville Public Schools and they fucking WCET fucking records everything. They use the sound so of there's- that to, to make the sound of when Jesus comes out of Mary. <laughs> <laughs> he is risen. So yeah, I guarantee there's a videotape from like 2000, would have been like 2002. <laughs> I keep waiting, like, for some... I don't know why. Whenever I hear... It went all the way to the front! (laughs) She went around the world! I just imagine instantly somebody turns around and looks at you, Mm -hmm. and there's just, like, in sync, staring at her on your panties. (laughs) She's got Justin Timberlake. Timberlake. Yep. (laughs) Yep. With that, with that sushi noodle hairdo he had, (laughs) whatever that was. The ramen 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 noodle hair. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just go bend over and pick up this. Ooh, better go bye, <laughs> oh, bye, bye. Oh, God, play that my back. Pants went by, my pants went bye, bye, bye. There's nothing grosser than watching somebody's diarrhea baby pants <laughs> split open. It was oh. it was pretty bad. Oh, oh my God. I, that, was, that was another <laughs> great April story. Josh, do you have anything to add to that? Or? I don't know. I don't think I have anything. Well, I do for you. Oh my God! Yes, please. Is this when he had a? Is this when he, Is this when like a ball sack was yeah. hanging out of a hole? Oh we my were, God! This is the best because okay, truth corner. Josh never wears underwear when he's home, Ugh. or at least in I don't know what he's rocking right now. But yeah, Ugh. if he's got like pajama pants on, it's, it's just, just, just just it's just balls and pajama pants. Well, pajama pants are just rubbing against the ball. When, <laughs> when we had first moved in together, he had it's this not pair. Like you, you, you bend over and stick your finger up there. So that oh, it's, it gets- it's it's Robin. Don't worry. <laughs> and so, this is the first <laughs> reference to pegging in this episode. <laughs> I don't wear leather pajama pants. Oh, I, they are no, very loose. That would suck. Okay, April, keep going, please. So, 
<laughs> so when we first moved in together, he had this pair of gray sweatpants that he had. You had to have had those for what, like five or six years before I met you. Yeah, they had they had seen some things. Like they could stand up in the corner on their own. <laughs> they were. It's like that pair of sweatpants that is so comfortable uh, that you can't bear to part with them. Why does it still seem like a horror movie, even though it's like <laughs> it's such a creepy concept? But then at the same time, you're just yeah. like, oh boy. So we were sitting on the couch together and it was in the evening and we were watching TV after work and he had his one leg straight and he like threw his other leg up on the back of the couch so that it was, he was like burp spreading. He really away. wanted to fan them nuts up. Right. Oh, were- but the worst part, he's wearing these gray sweatpants. There was a hole in the crotch and just one single testicle had dropped out of the hole and was staring at me. That's so good. And and it's funny with your legs, brother, you're getting maximum butthole touchage too, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. I want it. Oh my God, that's hysterical. So I I had to like double take because I'm watching TV and out of the corner of my eye, I'm like, there's a bald chicken in the room. Oh God. <laughs> I almost just imagine your son Asher just walking up and like one little finger pushing that thing. He right. would too. Well, yeah, because there was one time he was completely naked and like leaning over, like doing like the downward dog yoga position Asher and was. just like batting at his scrotum. <laughs> It, that's boys. Yeah. He also like t- he'll take his his Wiener. penis and yeah. he'll like yank on it and then like do this and strum it like a guitar. <laughs> but I'm just learning that that's just boys. Just, I'm so unaccustomed to all this. It's yeah. <laughs> like yeah, right. He's, Mommy, I'm making noodly noodles. <laughs> he's the next. Please, he's the Allen. next Joe Sactriani. <laughs> oh, nice. See the list. Anyways, well, Ooh. we we had a break. <laughs> we had a break before this episode came out, so we hope you guys are ready to dive in deep. Now, usually Larry does a time capsule. Well, with these things have been averaging two and a half two hours, and a half I figure hours. we'll just jump add, right into it. We'll just kill well, the, the time, time capsule. Would have been what eighteen nineties. It's one of those things. It's like we we enjoy. The time capsule, but I like the fun facts too. So mm-hmm. maybe in the future we'll we'll, we'll if, cover something yeah, like that. Yeah, I think yeah. with the links of these things, of course. So there's a history.com article, and I used a Wikipedia to to break this down. Now we're doing a two parter. So this first episode is really going to focus on the time, place, what happened, the crimes, and then the second episode will really try to dive in on the subsect suspects and more recent developments. So Jack the Ripper terrorized London in 1888, which is a long fucking time ago. Mm-hmm. You ever daydream of like, what would you do? Or what, what, like say what position of the community you would be involved in if you were doggy. back? You would be a doggy? No, that's the position. I think. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. I, okay. Oh, go ahead. You were in the middle of a sentence. No, I was going to say that, like, I mean, we know what our we're, we're male prostitutes nowadays, mm-hmm. which is a highly held and esteemed <laughs> position. But if you were to go back in time, say in 1800s London, what, what, if you could see yourself as a member of the community, like, who do you think you'd be? 
Or if you could be anybody, who would you be? Well, I'm a woman, so I'd probably be a fucking scullery maid. That's a good question. Not, not a whole lot of options for women back in the mm-hmm. 1800s. Brew wench. Yep. I could do that. I, that might actually just be fun. Saddle up the tits. Oh, yeah. So, so push them, pushing them up real. Oh, yeah. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> so high you can motorboat yourself. Yep. <sighs> awesome. Oh, she has. She, oh, I like her over there. Yeah. Oh, Miss April. Oh, yeah. She pushes them tattoos real fucking high. That yeah, fucking puts a stiff one in me. <laughs> yeah. Actual audio I taken. Like, mm-hmm. I look like. Oh, okay. So God. we got April. We've got, <laughs> we've got April the brew, brew mm-hmm. wench. Mm-hmm. What would Larry be? Larry the Bobby. The Bobby. Oh. <laughs> So you're the guy I that works cracking skulls. You're, you're the guy that works for the guy who's like, "Hey, they ain't paying." I'd be no. The bobbies are police. Officers. Oh, oh, my bad. But you're right. I was thinking of uh, what do they call those? The the betting people. The yeah, not the yarby bookies. Bookies. Okay. Yarby. Actually, now you say bookie, I'll be a bookie. Oh, there oh, you yeah, go. I can see you as a bookie. <laughs> I've got tw- what? What is, what is their money called over there? Pounds. Um, Pounds. Cartoony doos. Cartoon. <laughs> Hello. I've got Monopoly. 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 Monopoly money. That's Ryan's form of currency. <laughs> He's a millionaire. Okay. So Larry's. He has to go. He's not going to jail. <laughs> the official currency of Monopoly. Ryan's town. Monopoly money. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Larry's a cop. Mm-hmm. April's a bar wench. Which I, I guess I'm a cop now again. Yeah. No, I was no, a cop, and then I was a bookie. Now I'm a cop again. Okay, no, maybe <laughs> maybe you do both. You're like maybe you're trying to. I could be job. paid. I could be paid you're under an the undercover table. bookie. I'm being put. No, I'm working. For, the mom's paying me a little extra. There you go. Nah, being that and then on the inside. If you're the same guy, you wouldn't have any kids. Mm-hmm. So you could be working an extra job while your wife. What do you think Aaron would be doing? Oh, she'd be uh, bar wenching, I guess too. <laughs> yeah. There's really no there's option. not a lot of options for women. Uh, and we uh, would have a dog po- walker. Okay, so and no, you would be a dog walker. No, I was saying that could be Aaron. Oh, interesting. Take care of other people's animals. Now, I would say, you know what? I don't think people spent a pound <sighs> for that type of stuff. No, they did not spend any, many cartoony dues. <laughs> yeah, they're like monopolies. <laughs> <laughs> this dog has a roof above its head. Why would I give it yeah, fucking right? any love? It's got a roof in his mouth too. I would say. <sighs> I don't know. You strike me as like maybe a blacksmith or like a leather worker. Yeah, I could see that. I could see him being a leather boy. <laughs> I was going to go with a beer uh, maker, but hey, I'll go with leather worker. Why not? Or oh, you know, what? I, I like blacksmith. Yeah, I'm sure okay. there was somebody that did that still. Mm-hmm. So swinging a hammer all day. Yeah. I'm just going to be real. I'm probably the bartender. If you're the bar wench, mm, I'd be- I'm shooting for town drunk. <laughs> yep, town drunk. He's the guy passed out in the alleys. But I've started. I've started the uh, the whatever the podcast equivalent. So it'd be like the the uh, naughty newsletter. <laughs> <laughs> get, get together with my three other co-writers, and Which we I, since I'm always locking them up. Yep, <laughs> we become fast friends. Yep, exactly. Because I charm you, let me out of the cell. I'm like, hello, hello, hey, uh, Lawrence the booby, come over here. Mm-hmm, he'd charm me. You know what? My favorite. Oh, <laughs> do you have a scumbag? Oh. Anyway, so yeah, that's our uh, that, that's that's our 
our back in the day <laughs> thing. I guess that's her, that's your time, time capsule. Yep. I love it. So anyway, he killed at least five women and mutilated their bodies in an unusual manner, indicating that uh, this killer had a substantial knowledge of human anatomy. Jitties. The culprit, the culprit was never captured or even identified, and Jack the Ripper remains one of England's and the world's most infamous criminals. Hmm. Now, all five killings attributed to Jack the Ripper took really place. only five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I feel like so, it's like five hundred so or something. Ghastly, ghastly. But yeah, the, the way they talk you about it's a British thing. Yeah, what's that? The way they talk about him. Yeah, you would think it would be like the number was a uh, hundred high, right? Hundred, like, but you hear five, and yeah. it, I mean, even one obviously is bad, but like five, five. Those are rookie five, numbers. <laughs> rookie numbers. My fucking, yeah, my fucking. Blind grandmothers killed more than five on a weekend. <laughs> they killed five in a ghastly manner. <laughs> they call me Derek they the Donut me. Boy. <laughs> I've killed thousands with diabetes. They call me Jack the Pooper. <laughs> <laughs> I, I shit on the chests. It was so ghastly. <laughs> I am the, the Cleveland Steamer Dreamer. That would be such a long con like are such a long like process to be a shit killer like you'd have to like slowly fill a room with shit make sure they get sick from it or like shove it up their nose i don't know i mean how do you kill somebody with you'd have to you'd have to plan in advance and eat like a particularly gnarly meal a lot of fiber all right i had myself a european taco I shot in their mouths. Isolate that. How much money for somebody to shit in your mouth? Round the horn. Motherfucker, that's a lot of money. I, you know, I, I for shit one in the mouth. solid turd, and you gotta bite it, and then you oh, come, okay. There's no. Then I'll just I'll, I'll you know what, I'll continue working for the rest of my life. I, no way. I will make my own way through this world. Five million dollars. Yep. That's it. Yep. Jesus Christ. All you're doing is biting into it. He doesn't say you have to eat it or... No. Hi, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I love your text alerts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why not? You called me a bar wench? He's literally biting into it and they spit it out. And then you're $5 million. If you're smart with your money, you can be set for life. True. I mean... I don't know, I, man. I, Do you get to pick who shits in your mouth? Sure. <sighs> I didn't think that through. I just imagined like a weird, stinky British serial killer <laughs> pooping on you. I think I'll just not eat the shit. Understood. I think some people, that's just like a I'll, bridge they I'll, can't cross. I'll find my way through this world without eating shit. <laughs> because guess what? How'd you make your leaving? Eating shit. Ate a big old turd, I did. Well, they could also be thinking like, that's, oh man, I love Larry. He gets all figurative when he talks about how he works so hard by eating shit shit figuratively. (laughs) But you keep bringing it up. You're like, (sighs) (sighs) there'd be that fear that your breath would always smell that way. Like Aaron like goes to kiss you and she's like, (laughs) I mean, really, I don't think she would ever kiss me again if I ate a turd. I think that would like literally shut me down. Yeah. Well, for sure. The moment There's you no bite way. into it, it's just like Ugh. I would never. It, if you reverse, <laughs> you reverse that. I'm. I can't. I. Well, April, I would, you're here. The yeah. marriage. The marriage would be over. I think. Mm, I get what you're saying. Considering you're I here, never. It just. I am. If I were to do it, five million dollars. I. I. I would look down on her for it, like almost like a prostitute. That's almost yeah. it's like it's like being a whore. 
Well, yeah, because there are actual like German women who are into that like size like of porn. Old. It's like yeah. it's has anybody had yeah? Has anybody had the misfortune? But I, there is a number for me to suck a dick, so I guess that's. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? So I don't know. I'm not. I'm not above anything. I guess. Right. Do you have different a kinks for different people? I guess. Yeah, I, I, I like turn in the mouth. No dick. <laughs> Because well, it's more common. Dicks go in mouths. That's just how it is. <laughs> and the Lord said on the seventh day that dicks what do go in mouths. What podcast are we on right now? <laughs> Somehow we're talking about Jack the Ripper. Someone's going to Photoshop like a dick going in Larry's mouth. Don't. Sh- I have family. <laughs> <laughs> and they are members. And, they are of, and they're members of the group. I don't need that oh, picture. Lord. Um, no dicks, no shit. I mean, when, nope. once you get figuratively into like a one billion number, it's like, yeah, I can kind <sighs> of, I could buy a memory implant or whatever. It's like it's, the amount of money I'm going to have. You're going to need all that money for therapy. But the problem is, is I think in the, in those instances when everybody goes, hypothetically, if you had to suck a dick for how much would it be? It's like, suck well, handy. If you're going to give me the amount of money, I'm going to say chances are it's going to be on every ad for every YouTube video. Ever. Yeah, they're going to get their money. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Like it, you're not going to be able to go anywhere without people walking up to you like street homeless guys whacking off like you're the poop guy, <laughs> poop guy. or the dick in the you're mouth. Great. Guy. It just thinks to think of that. You suck one dick and all of a sudden you're the dick in the mouth guy. <laughs> you eat one turd and all of a sudden you're shit mouth. <laughs> Oh, see, the thing is, when you suck a dick, and this is... <laughs> How did this we get based, to this? I don't know. All right. Just well, let Because whatever he's going to say is going to be super profound. Just... These murders happened from August 7th to se- September 10th, 1888. Several other murders occurring around that time period have been investigated as the work of Leather Apron, another nickname given to the murderer. Oh, I like that one. Sounds like... Well, you were the, Like he's a friend of Leatherface. Yeah. Yeah. They hang out with leather gloves and leather boots. Leather boy. (laughs) (laughs) And they all buy their stuff from the leather man. Yeah. Leather man. And I'm in the street like, hey, 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 where are you going? Someone give that man a leather condom. You got. I'm like, like, hey, shut the fuck up there. Black fucking. And I'm like, I'm like, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Slowly turns back to jail. Oh man! Oh man! So anyway, why does my mouth taste like shit? Uh, no. <laughs> I got I a be- pocket full of money too. I, I don't know what's <laughs> going on here. All, all this money. Hey, Larry! A bunch come- of cartoony dudes in my pants. <laughs> oh, Larry, come over here! I got an idea. How much would it take how to get me out of jail to eat one of your shits? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you got to bite it though. So anyway, a number that's of that's not a turd. That's a candy bar. A number of letters were allegedly sent by the killer to the London Metropolitan Police Service, also known as Scotland Yard, taunting officers about his gruesome activities and speculating on murders to come. The moniker Jack the Ripper originates from a letter which may have been a hoax published at the same time of the attacks. I didn't. I never know that. Despite countless investigations claiming definitive evidence of the brutal killer's identity, his or her name and motive are still unknown. Various theories about Jack the Ripper's identity have been produced over the past several decades, which include claims accusing the famous Victorian painter 
Walter Sicker, a Polish migrant and even the grandson of Queen Victoria. Since 1888, more than 100 suspects have been named, which we will fully devote <laughs> wow. in the second episode. Okay. That's just saying we have no idea. Yeah, right? Now, the Whitechapel Butcher. In the late 1800s, London's East End was a place that was viewed by citizens with either compassion or utter contempt. This is like... It reminded me a little bit of Chicago when we covered H.H. Holmes and kind of like the loud, gilded age, you know, lights and 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 fog and automotive tra- or traffic going to and fro and people mm-hmm. just like dirt and grime, like un unwell, unwell let like alleyways like bad sewer system bad mm-hmm. sewer system smells i'm sure it smells like fish and shit before you got to the sewer systems and whatnot i actually think that'd been interesting to see in person like yeah that time. oh i'm infinitely fascinated with these <clears throat> times yeah but despite being an area where skilled immigrants mainly jews and russians came to begin a new life and start businesses the district was notorious for squalor violence and crime so you're People are getting away with murder, basically. There's mm-hmm. there's thief, thievery going. At that time, the death of a or murder of a working girl, like a um a sex worker, was rarely reported in the press or discussed within mm. polite society. The reality was that, quote, ladies of the night, unquote, were subject to physical attacks which sometimes resulted in death. Among these common violent crimes was the attack of English prostitute. Emma Smith, who was beaten and raped with an object by four men. Smith, who later died of peritontis, is remembered as one of many. Unf- uh, I think it's an STD or sexual. Like para, would that be dental? Um, I'll double check before we come back from the break. Ring of fire. Is remembered as one of many unfortunate female victims who were killed by gangs demanding protection money. That's which, just. That's horrible. Shithead tax. Mm-hmm. But. Just the idea that these women were just killed. They were and, objects. And, they were disposable. Well, and I know hate to break a, it to you. Women have been there since like the dawn of time well, and, and I know continue that. to be, or at least until like the forties and fifties. That's not even that. I mean, sexual harassment was legal in the workplace until the eighties. Yeah. And, and to, even now I, yeah, it don't even get me started, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, it's just yeah, I, I hate the fact that these these women were just they were killed. They were human beings and they were killed. And it's just like whatevs. I mean, this is pre pre. We're talking parts of the world where that's still true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, this is. Pre, I mean, we're talking. There's no forward thinking. Yeah. Other than maybe like they're they're trying to discover. Everybody's trying to figure out electricity or figure mm-hmm. out. We're sending kids down in coal mines. Yeah. Yep. Child labor laws are shit. Everything's shit. So. Among these, like I said, there, uh, the series of killings that began in August of 1888 stood out from other violent crime of the time marked by sadistic butchery. They suggested a more, mind more so- sociopathic and hateful than most citizens could comprehend. Jack the Ripper didn't just snuff out life with a knife. He mutilated and disemboweled women, Jeez. removing organs such as kidneys and uteruses and his crimes seem to portray an abhorrence for the f- entire female gender. And I will say, I really did get that vibe just from looking. I had, again, I know people this, are going to do it. There cool. are images out there of the crime scenes, and they are disgusting. Is this disgusting. like, would we say, an early day incel? 
maybe. I think it would be easy to 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 categorize a lot of. These. Or is this a serial killer who needed this? This is a serial killer. Okay. I would. I don't think he. I think that even with the suspects, a lot of the common motivation is just like a bad upbringing mm-hmm. mixed with probably some sort of dark fantasy. Mm-hmm. You know, and with with the murders that he performed, a lot of the things that were done were very surgical too. like the fact that he knew what the uterus was and mm-hmm. removed it, you know. Mm-hmm. So it, was, it almost seems like a Black Dahlia esque type of thing. Yeah. I like mean, a doctor or surgeon. Mm-hmm. And though when we get into the suspects, we'll definitely cover that more. Mm-hmm. So. Now I want to kind of back up a little bit here before we take a break. What what are we at on time? Thirty five minutes. Oh damn, we got a lot of time. Okay, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll we'll keep going. We'll cover as we don't some have stuff. to use it all up. No, we don't. We don't. <laughs> I understand. I understand. We we we're, we're trying to do a lot nowadays, folks. So anyway, attacks ascribed to Jack the Ripper typically involve female prostitutes, as we've mentioned, mm-hmm. who lived and worked in the slums of the East End of London, whose throats were cut prior to abdominal mutilations, which I didn't quite mentioned. So this is one of those things where you got to imagine he's like a John. He meets a girl. He offers to purchase some cartoony her services. What's the cartoony dues? <laughs> yep. And my nipple, my nipple, money, manipulate money. And then probably at some point he goes behind to do like doggy style or something. And then like takes a razor, and cuts her throat, which is just, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to say this without joking, but I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of theorizing, it. you know? Mm-hmm. So the removal of internal organs from at least three of the victims led to proposals that the killer had been, had some anatomical or surgical knowledge. Rumors that the murders were connected. I intensified in September and October of 1888 because this is a time pre anybody like the term serial killer wasn't a thing. Right. It was just like, he's being a real fucking shithead. (laughs) He's doing this a lot. He's He's naughty. He's, he must be standing with the devil at his side or whatever. Oh yeah. We had no, no, none of the psychiatry or that kind of stuff. Yep. And even medical science was like scary as fuck. Mm -hmm. See the show, see the show, the Nick from Cinemax. I'm good. No, don't (laughs) you definitely not. Cause the gore in that will fuck you up, but you Mm -hmm. guys would love it. Yeah. (laughs) So it's weird how opposite on the spectrum. Yeah. Human beings can be uh, with that kind of stuff. I think it's weird. yeah, because I I do I have there are there are scenes. Now uh, this would be a fun one to bring up. Actually, there are scenes in certain horror movies that I've seen that are hard to, for me to watch, mm-hmm. and there are movies that may my some of them are in movies that aren't mm-hmm. aren't that bad. Mm-hmm. It's just one particular scene of gore, and I'm like, oh, like, it's, I it's, turn. to me, it's suffering, and I, I hate to see people suffering. suffering yeah. yeah. And even though it's make believe, mm-hmm. like I mean, we, we, we Evil Dead is just so over the top. It's funny. I can watch that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, but there's still I you know when they're that, then I'm like, ugh. I can't do Saw and Hostel oh, and know, those like torture gore porn. porn. Torture yeah, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Now, see, for me, it's not necessarily that that bothers me. It's um, like have, have you guys seen uh, the Last House on the Left? Yes. There's that rape scene. Yep. In the movie, that's like extremely, extremely either. uncomfortable. Yeah. And I've seen. Scenes like that in movies where it's like, okay, well, there's but this one, like you, you, like you would not be able to watch it. It's very I can't watch suffering, and and I get I'm in the minority with that stuff, so it's not. 
Well, I'm not did, judgy with it. It's just not for me. There was a part later on in that movie that actually fucked with me a bit because the mom seduces one of the attackers by saying she's going to give him a blowjob. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. You should see this movie if you're a horror fan, but if you like Larry, don't watch it. Uh, he takes the guy outside to give him head and then bites his dick off. <laughs> and I was like, ay, 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 ay. See, now I not wouldn't that I would re- be that guy. I wouldn't <laughs> recommend it, it just because there's just so many like that scene and the rape scene like i'm not kidding man it goes on for like five minutes nope don't yep. need it i'm it's good very graphic you know what mine is mm. from I, I think it's cabin fever have you seen that one yeah yeah, yeah. where they get the, the disease or whatever yeah the bathtub scene oh yeah yeah oh the, oh god i forgot about that yeah that's mine oh uh, yeah pet cemetery when the dude gets his uh achilles tendon cut I hated that. Yep. I saw someone uh, pop their Achilles at work. Oh, no. It is no. in this. I, this is this is like a six foot six. Like, I mean, he was a football player. And the screams oh, he made when that thing went was. Oh, God. It was awful. Oh. It was like <sighs> dancing around had, like Cotton Eye Joe. Uh, <laughs> I think the worst thing was um, we had a football player broke his upper leg. Ah. It sounded like a Tom. gunshot. <laughs> <laughs> And it's not that it's the screaming and the agony that yeah. they're in until mm-hmm. the like amulet. Like people are puking because mm-hmm. yeah. just can't. You got to keep them on their side so they don't <sighs> kill themselves. Yeah, we, let's move on. This is oh, yeah, God. right. You know, for the sake of these women, <laughs> we had to kind of get gross for a minute there. So back to the murder and the the, the disembowelment. Uh, <laughs> indeed. Claiming to be the murderer that was disseminated in the media. Disseminated in the media. The letter is widely believed to have been a hoax. It may have been written by journalists in an attempt to heighten interest in the story and increase their newspaper's circulation. Now, there is the quote-unquote from hell letter received by George Lusk of the Whitechapel Vigilance Committee, which is, I like hearing that there's a they had an organization that was like, hey, we need to fucking mm-hmm. figure this out because this is bullshit. Right. Came with half of it came with half of a preserved human kidney purportedly <laughs> taken from one of the victims. The public came increasingly to believe in a single serial killer known as Jack the Ripper, mainly because of the extraordinarily brutal nature of the murders and because of the media's treatment of the events. See, the media was kind of shitty back then. Mm-hmm. Fake Which, news. They were also bad during uh, when we covered H.H. Holmes, like how they sensationalized it and how they Mm -hmm. published Mm -hmm. in the Inquirer, like his, this is how I did it. (laughs) You know, and like the way they do that sort of stuff always kind of like this, just when you, when you go into research these things and you go through like old newspaper articles, just, just, it's around the invention of the press and they really hadn't figured out their morality yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're like, we'll show pictures of the Jack the Ripper murders, right? Yeah, it's <laughs> unfortunate. Like, but back mm-hmm. then, you really you saw the gruesome scenes, mm-hmm. right? And you and then the fucking papers would sell out. Yeah. These people would be everywhere. Like, oh my oh. god, this is fucking brutal, Margaret. Look at it. <laughs> oh, come here, little Timmy. Shove it right <laughs> just <laughs> clickbait. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for real. It's Game of Thrones for back Flip-bait. then. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. I, that's ac- actually totally accurate, mm-hmm. which is why I love that show so much is because it also simplifies and shows examples of things that we've already mm-hmm. been through in time. But there's also like with this, what's crazy is 
I think the press is pretty young. And like Larry said, they're feeling out what they can get away with. I don't think the press at this time would have been taking because this, I, I feel like, and this is, this isn't necessarily like a super bold statement, but I mm. think that serial killers generally love the press. Mm-hmm. They want to hear their oh, name. Yeah. They are definitely narcissistic on a high level. Like, I mean, they get a chubby off the idea of them being like a monster that everyone's fearing and, and for them to be walking down the street and see a big newspaper article that says, Jack the Ripper strikes. And they're just like, yep. oh, God, let me find some poop and go. Well, in the corner. Who was it that we covered <laughs> that uh, they kept purposely getting his count wrong just to piss him off? Oh, that Zodiac? we covered? Maybe it was Zodiac. Zodiac yeah, I think Zodiac. It was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They started fucking with his head. It was great. No, 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 no. <clears throat> I'm a real piece of shit. So anyway, the uh, extensive news co- news coverage, like I said, bestowed widespread and enduring international notoriety on the Ripper and the legend solidified a police investigation into a series of 11 brutal killings in Whitechapel. Mm. Up to 1891 was unable to connect all the killings conclusively to the murders of 1888. Five victims, Mary Ann Nichols, and Annie Chapman, Elizabeth Stride, Catherine Eddowes, and Mary Jane Kelly, who is the Julia Roberts character for the movie that they made mm. about that, which is mm-hmm. a, I think I saw that a long time ago. It's not bad. I apologize for bringing up pop culture, but it's just something that I thought of. They're known as the canonical five, the five that they're certain was, for the most part, was the same guy. Oh. They were all can. I thought you meant like they were the five that they loaded into a can and then just, yeah, they, it was kind of weird, you know, <laughs> instead of them having to take a carriage home, they would, they would just fire them in a can and <laughs> wherever they landed, they would just sleep. So their murders between 31 August and nine November 19 or not 19, 1888 are often considered the most likely to be linked. The murders were never solved and the legends surrounding them became a combination of genuine historical research, folklore and pseudo history. The term ripperology was coined to describe the study and analysis of the ripper cases. There are now over, like I said, a hundred hypothesis. Well, this doesn't necessarily mean suspects. I guess you could have a lot of different suspects yeah. with, mm-hmm. with a hundred variations of who they, who with the information how, they had, how it could be anybody in the neighborhood. Right. Right. The paper boy did it. I saw him. <laughs> he was chewing his bottom lip. Weird. Oi, sir. It wasn't me. <laughs> I'm the, I'm the sickly old UK paper boy. <laughs> X. X. Hey, wake up, fucker. Fucking weirdo. (laughs) Now, in the mid-19th century, Britain experienced an influx of Irish immigrants. This is kind of a background leading into this. Who swelled the populations of the major cities, including the east end of London. From 1882, Jewish refugees from pogroms in Russia and other areas of Eastern Europe emigrated into the same area. The parish of Whitechapel in London's East End became increasingly overcrowded. Work and housing conditions worsened, and a significant economic underclass developed. I actually was listening to this on a podcast, but they were saying that like people would literally rent a coffin-sized bed, and then they would to 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 lower the price, they would share it. Oh my. Awesome. That's poor. Yeah. And that and, and if you say say that that bed was worth like a, a pound, mm-hmm. uh, uh, your normal sex work is like a pound or two. Mm-hmm. So it's like 
you fucked so you could sleep. Yep. And then when you slept, sometimes somebody slept with you and it wasn't all the pokey fun free. Maybe it was like stinky Jim from the (laughs) fucking shit factory. As long as there was like universal rules for whoever's big spoon. There's no... (laughs) There's always rules, goddammit. <laughs> I'm Big Spoon. Tiny Tim, you are not Big Spoon. Let's 69. Get out of here, you creep. <laughs> I just want to sleep in my coffin. I got the clap in my mouth from fucking gnarly Mark. Sucks being a prostitute. Mm. You imagine how bad they would have treated like some transgender oh my God. person during that yeah. time? Some guy who's like, I've got titties. <laughs> I do, I do, I do. And now I'm not trying to be bad about it, but I'm just saying like, God, how we think about how hard things are, how we want to course correct all the time nowadays. It's just like, fuck, I can't even imagine what it would be like back in the day. But anyway. So I'm just trying to explain that there was a lot of violence. Uh Alcohol dependency was commonplace, and the, endem- the, the poverty drove many women to pro- prostitution. October of 1888, London's Metropolitan Police Services estimated there were 62 brothels and 1,200 women working as Jeez. prostitutes in Whitechapel alone. Wow. The economic problems were accompanied by a steady rise in social tensions between 1886 and 1889. Frequent demonstrations led to police intervention and severe deprivation influenced public perceptions that Whitechapel was a notorious den of immorality. Now, let's get into the murders more detailed. The large number of attacks against women in the East End during this time adds uncertainty to how many victims were killed by the same person. A lot of theories I found, they were trying to connect other murders relatively close by some pre the canonical five and some post the canonical like main five and some theories which we'll get into in the next episode seem to realistically like there could be some truth to it possibly being somebody who operated outside of that just those five and that's that's where it gets really fascinating because i mean obviously there's just a ton of suspects so now, uncertainty to how many victims were killed by the same person, 11 separate murders stretching from 3 April 1888 to 13 February 1891 were included in a London Metropolitan Police Service investigation and were known collectively in the police docket as the Whitechapel murders. <laughs> they had like an old-timey whistle player. or I guess Whistle player? <laughs> like a referee whistle? <laughs> Just the one note. (laughs) (laughs) So opinions vary as to whether these murders should be linked to the same culprit, but five of the 11 Whitechapel murders known as the canonical five are widely believed to be the work of Jack the Ripper. Most experts point to deep throat slashes, abdominal and genital area mutilation, removal of internal organs and progressive facial mutilations as the distinctive features of the Ripper's modus operandi. The first two cases in the Whitechapel murders, those of Emma, Elizabeth Smith, and Martha Tabram, are not included in the canonical five. We can kind of get into that later. But Smith was robbed and sexually assaulted in Osborne Street, Whitechapel, on 3 April 1888. She My birthday. Oh, that's true. Happy birthday again. <laughs> uh, 
A blunt object was inserted into her vagina, rupturing her peritoneum. And that's how she developed peritonis and died the following day at mm. London Hospital. She said that she had been attacked by two or three men, one of whom was a teenager. The attack was linked to the latter murders by the press, but most authors attribute it to gang violence unrelated to the Ripper case. But what if he did operate with a group? What if it was multiple people? Yeah, a gang. Yeah. Jack's the Rippers. Jack and the Rippers. Jack and the Rippers. Yeah. That sounds like a 50s doo-wop. Doo-wop, doo-wop, yeah. So Tabram was killed, the second lady of the one that's not necessarily sure to be linked. Tabram. Let me see if I remember. Martha Tabram. Martha. Tabram was killed on 7 August 1888. She had suffered 39 stab wounds. The savagery of the murder, the lack of obvious motive, and the closeness of the location and date to those of the later Ripper murders led police to link them. The attack differs from the canonical murders in that Tabram was stabbed rather than slashed at the throat and an abdomen, and many experts do not connect it with the latter murders because of the difference in the wound pattern. Mm. So here's the last part we're going to get into. Can I interrupt you quickly? Yeah, go ahead. Um, I just looked up what the peritoneum is. The peritoneum is what's between your organs and your muscles. So whatever he rammed up there broke through her uterus or through her vaginal canal and went up and, and shredded that layer between the internal cavity and her fat and muscles. Oh God. Yeah. Just, I just thought I'd shower you with some uh, more horrible brutality. God, that's terrible. Yeah. I definitely feel better about myself. Yeah. The canonical five Ripper victims are, again, Marianne no. Nichols, Annie Chapman, <laughs> no. Elizabeth Stride, Catherine Eddowes, and Mary Jane Kelly. <sighs> Nichols' body was discovered at about 3.40 a.m. on Friday, 31st, August 1888 in Bucks Row, ah. Whitechapel. Bucks Row. Now, the throat was severed by two cuts. And the lower part of the abdomen was partly ripped open by a deep, jagged wound. Several other incisions on the abdomen were, were caused by the same knife. Chapman's body was discovered at about 6 a.m. on Saturday 8, September 1888, near a doorway in the backyard of 29 Hanbury Street Spittlefields. Spittlefields. <laughs> As in the case of Marianne Nichols, the throat was severed by two cuts. The abdomen was slashed entirely open, and it was later discovered that the uterus had been removed. E. At the inquest, one witness described seeing Chapman at about five. So it seems about the same time. We're thinking 3.30 to like mm-hmm. 6. This guy era. has hours. Yeah. So it almost makes me wonder if like he couldn't sleep, mm-hmm. and like he would just be laying there and then like, Go to kill. I've got to kill. Jeez, oh, I'm gonna get to sleep. Maybe I'll have a snack. You know what? I'll go out and kill. Yeah, a couple two throats. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna get a two throat yeah. slashes. Abdomen ripped out. Maybe get a uterus. Put it in the oh, freezer. That's exactly what I need to fall asleep, man. And a large yeah. coke puts me right out. <laughs> I usually like to take a Benadryl. Say coke will keep you up with that caffeine. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Maybe I want to go nice with a sprite. Cup of, cup of tea, especially like, a cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tropical sprite. Now. Is that the remix? Yeah. Yeah. I like it. No caffeine. Tastes decent. Right. 
No, I want to uh, bre- uh, just, continue. Just so you guys know. <laughs> Thank you. Marianne Nichols, like I said, her throat was severed by two cuts. The abdomen was slashed entirely open, and it was later discovered that the uterus had been removed. At the inquest, one witness described seeing Chapman at 5.30 a.m. with a dark-haired man of a shabby, genteel appearance. Now, that's a lot of what the images that you see that... <laughs> Pretty shabby today. <laughs> A lot of the images you see are of the the the, the guy kind of haggard, but with like the overcoat and the top hat, mm-hmm. like stumbling out of the alleyway or whatever. Like I can't, you know, what's kind of creepy to think about what this realistically looked like, mm-hmm. like the the poorly poorly lamp lit alleyways mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. these guys are taking like. You know, I said twelve hundred prostitutes. Damp all the time. It's damp. You can't really Sewage see. So even work. if you're having sex with somebody. It's just like it kind of probably just looks like just roasted ham just, in the dark. Everything's just <laughs> squishy. Yeah. So just everything is squishy. Yep. So like I just the amount of like regret cum that came from that. <laughs> uh, I had too many bo- pot- Poddingtons on the way from the bar. I'm going to stop over here and get my nipples off. <laughs> uh, hurry up. Okay, dearie. Off you go. <laughs> so anyway, Chapman's body was discovered at 6 a.m. Mm, I said that. Stride and Eddowes were killed. These are the next two. In the early morning of Sunday, 30th, September 1888, Stride's body was discovered at about 1 a.m. in Dootfield's yard off Burney Street or Burner Street in Whitechapel. The cause of death was one clear cut incision which served the main severed the main artery on the left side of the neck the absence of mutilations to the abdomen has led to uncertainty about whether strides murder should be attributed to the ripper hmm. you got to think there's probably a lot of like loose cannons running around london during this oh, time oh yeah so i, I don't especially think, if everyone had a drinking problem yeah high on sewage fumes yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i i can i can imagine there's there's definitely more than one killer yeah. So that's why there's a little bit of d- people that are like, well, what, what if that one's not it, but maybe one of the earlier ones mm-hmm. is or one mm-hmm. of the post ones. Witnesses thought they saw stride with a man earlier that night, but gave differing descriptions. Some said that her companion was fair, others dark. Others said dark. Some said that he was shabbily dressed, others well-dressed, which is so 50-50. It's not funny. It also reminds me of when we did Zodiac and the one what the the one uh, dispatcher was like, oh, it's a black man, mm-hmm. and then some white dudes walking down the street. The cops stop him. It was the Zodiac. Yep. He's like, no, I saw a black dude with a gun. He went that yeah. way. Yep. Fuck. That if I was that cop, I probably. I don't want to say this. I would. I would have felt very shitty. Yeah. yeah. So, Edo's body was found in might. Mitre Square in the city of London three quarters of an hour after strides. The throat was severed and the abdomen was ripped open by a long, deep, jagged wound. The left kidney and the major part of the uterus had been removed. A local man named Joseph Lawton had passed through the square with two friends shortly before the murder and he described seeing a fair-haired man of shabby appearance with a woman who may have been Eddowes. His companions were unable to confirm his description because it's probably fucking... They were probably drunk and it was dark. <laughs> Edo's and Stride's murders were later called the double event. Part of Edo's bloodied apron was found at the entrance to a tenement in Galston Street, 
Whitechapel. Some mm. writing on the wall above the apron piece became known as the Gloucester Street Graffito and seemed to implicate a Jew or Jews. But it was unclear whether the graffito was written by the murderer as he dropped the apron piece or was merely incidental. Such graffiti were commonplace in Whitechapel. A Jew was here. No, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll break that down more in the second episode, but there mm-hmm. is some, some Jack the Ripper graffiti gotcha. that was, was found. So Kelly, the last of the five, Kelly's mutilated and disemboweled body was discovered lying on the bed in the single room where she lived at 13 Miller's Court off Dorset Street, Spitalfields at 1045 a.m. on Friday 9 November 1888. The throat had been severed down to the spine. Oof. The abdomen almost Oof. emptied of its organs. <laughs> the heart was min- missing. That's took my the man. Heart. <laughs> the canonical five murders were perpetrated at night on or close to a weekend, either at the end of a month or week or so after. The mutilations became increasingly severe as a series of murders proceeded, except for that of Stride, whose attacker may have been interrupted. Hmm. Nichols was not missing any organs. Chapman's uterus was taken. Eddowes had her uterus and a kidney removed and her face mutilated, and Kelly's body was eviscerated and her face hacked away. That is the crime scene photo that is the worst. If... If I could give you guys enough, an idea, it looks like a human head made of a pile of rubber bands and then a wig on it. It's, it's very, very graphic. Yeah. I saw that picture awesome. today. <laughs> the Lord. Just on our Instagram. No. We, no. Have dark, <laughs> we have a dark podcast, but we inject our own type of humor into it. <laughs> so this guy was a fucking piece of shit. Historically, the belief that these five crimes were committed by the same man is derived from the contemporary documents that link them together to the exclusion of others. In 1894, Sir Melvin McNaughton, assistant chief constable of the Metropolitan Police Service constable? and head of the Criminal Investigation Department. Constables, yeah, that's like um, their police like chief. like the sheriffs, yeah. yeah, back then. He wrote a report that stated, quote, the Whitechapel murder had five victims and five victims only, unquote. Similarly, the canonical... Five victims were linked together in a letter written by police surgeon Thomas Bond to Robert Anderson, head to, of the, the London CID, Criminal Investigation Department, mm-hmm. on 10 November 1888. Some researchers have posited that some of the murders were undoubtedly the work of a single killer, but an unknown large number of killers acting independently were responsible for the others. Authors Stuart P. Evans and Donald Rumbelow, no relation to Rumsfeld, <laughs> argue that the canonical five is a ripper myth and that three, three cases, Nichols, <laughs> Chapman, and Eddowes can Perfect. be definitely linked, but there is less certainty over Stride and Kelly. Conversely, others suppose that the six murders between Tabram and Kelly were the work of a single killer. Dr. Per- Percy Clark, assistant to, the, assistant to the examining pathologist George Baxter Phillips, linked only three of the murders and thought that the others were perpetrated by quote, weak-minded individuals induced to emulate the crime. So that's like copycat killers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and that's something that I think is synonymous with Jack the Ripper. Mm-hmm. And- Indeed. Well, we've covered the five. We've got more to cover in the second segment, and now it's time to take a break.
Although October would pass with no further murders, historically speaking, the days that followed the double event saw one of the most important developments of the entire saga, because it was during this period that the Whitechapel murderer was given a name. In the wake of the double murder, Sir Charles Warren gave permission for a letter to be released, which on the 27th of September had been sent to the Central News Agency. Written in red ink and addressed to the boss, it boasted in mocking terms. Dear boss, I keep on hearing the police have caught me, but they won't fix me just yet. I have laughed when they look so clever and talked about being on the wrong track. That joke about Melorena gave me real fits. I am down on halls, and I shan't quit regularly till I do get buckled. Grand word the last job was. I gave the lady no time to squeal. How can I catch her now? Chillingly, the letter was signed, Jack the Ripper. Second segment time. This is part one of two. Gathered around the Shoop Kitchen studio. We're cruising through this episode 150, feeling good. Ready to just keep talking about this disgusting ass shit. (laughs) (laughs) But it has made me think. I'm fascinated with this time period. I I would love to go to London. I've never been. Anyone? Oh, London, yeah. I'm saying this time period. No. <laughs> Pretty sure we desire to die of some sort of disease within yep. 15 seconds. Oh, I sat on a tree, I did. <laughs> I died instantly. Ring of fire. <laughs> I, would, I went for one day. For one day? For one day, just to be in that time frame, just to see what it was like. But I want to go to London in general. In general, yes, right. definitely. Okay, you're, so I think we brought up in during Men in, in Black time, time cop scenario mm-hmm. yeah i'm a time cop bitch you're in the wrong time 6 15 p.m <laughs> he drives away <laughs> thank you time cop nah, i was a minute <laughs> off if you wouldn't have helped me i wouldn't have known um i'm interested though if you could go to any time period any time where would you go because hmm. i would year 2100 Okay. You're, yeah. yeah, you're a future guy. Yeah, I want to see what I'm missing out on. Yeah, because none of us are going to make it to 2100. No. Right. Unless they release some, like, live forever. Unless I go be. there, get it, come back with it. Oh. It's going to cost you, though. Mm, true. Yeah, let's see. Who's the most? Well, I, I guess April's most likely. She's young. If that's a stretch, I'd be. I'm just saying, you're the. 112. 
You're the youngest. It's true. Modern oh, medicine, it's mm-hmm. a possibility. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah, okay, so Larry, you're 2100. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what kind of things would you like to see? I want to see what what like especially with our technology. What what what's it going to be? Is it going to be implanted in our heads? Like wouldn't that cars, be cars? Like transportation, and- computers, and in our information. How are we going to consume it? Wouldn't it be creepy if you went to 2100 and you're just floating in space all of a sudden? We could just be a brain. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it it could be. I mean, who knows? Yeah. But like you said, I mean, with the way technology is, you you can almost like shoot it in your head or like like a USB. Like you could just plug your finger Mm -hmm. into something. And then just all this data goes into your brain. I've been working and, and, on uh, That's the thing I'm excited because scientists are working on that, where you would download whatever's in your brain, and then they could upload it into someone else. Like a, 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 like a Johnny mnemonic. Uh, like an artificial Like having brain. your own carry So on. All, everything you know would, would exist. That would be insane. But also what, all the nefarious. Okay. So the future Try to could be positive. scary, but, but could be mm-hmm. pretty cool. Very true. How about you, Ryan? Um, I think we've established in the past that we're kind of past people. Yeah, the three of us are past people. But like, what I what would, time frame? If I could see anything in the past, I I would honestly would love to go. To, this is two parter. I apologize. It's a tie. Because one part, I'm a huge Deadwood fan, so I would love to see the Wild West. Mm-hmm. But I also know I'd probably get shot right away. I'd, <laughs> I'd walk in and then I'd start drinking with somebody and then I'd end up fucking Somehow hammered. pissing them off. Yeah. <laughs> you cheated in cards, goddammit. <laughs> I'm like, Lenny. Rad Dad 1882 did not live long. <laughs> I love that no matter what time Ryan ends in, he's always the town drunk. A, he's drunk and B, he's getting shot. Yep. <laughs> You guys know me so well. <laughs> um, but also, I would love to go back to like zero zeros, like go see mm-hmm. like what was really going on. The yeah. hit song. <laughs> Stick on rock. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know what I would do? I would, run up, I, would, I would run up to the 12 apostles and I'd be singing like Jesus Christ Superstar. I'd be like, what's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. What's the buzz? Tell me. <laughs> Like, be, they, who is this weird prophet from the future? Jesus. Which, which <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> the Romans are like, well, we were, I mean, we they could put him up Glock. on a stick, but <laughs> I think we're going to have to like pull his brain out. And then one find person, Judas and just give him a wink mm-hmm. and go, you sneaky bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you're silly. I know. I know what you're thinking, Judas. <laughs> Get right up on his ear. Don't do it. I'll give you a <laughs> Don't quarter. Don't do, do it. How about you, April? Um, I think I would go back to like the 1940s. I liked a lot of Massey things Mass. that came, Well, yeah, I liked a lot of things that came out of the 40s. I love Sinatra. I love the music from that era. Um, I'm obsessed with the 40s, too. I, I love Lucy. A lot of that. Big band. Um, Yeah, just a lot of the culture from the forties, I find really interesting. And especially if it was um, early to mid forties to see what obviously not being in world war two, but like experiencing what America was like during world war two, I think would be really interesting too. I really like your answer. I I feel more confident in your answer than mine. (laughs) Cause I know I'm thinking about the wild West and it's like, there's probably three people in the bar one guy's dying. Like one guy's a barkeep, and the other guy's just like emptying out his spittoon yep. jar. 
hmm. Like, why isn't anybody surviving out here? And all of a sudden, oh, 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 like Indians just come in and like start <laughs> shooting us with arrows. <laughs> this fucking sucks. Red Dead's better. I'm going back home. <laughs> anyway, that's been your where would you go if you could in time? So 1920s, by the way, 1920. I'm sorry. I, I, I like the the roaring twenties. Something about it. I mean, I know he likes you, the flappers. You, I mean, I know you're starting to look at the uh, the fall. He likes the, the flappers. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering when he would come back. Um, but yeah, that would be really cool. What would you do at, though? I mean, you're you're saying the roaring twenties. So would would you go for? Do would you try to join a gang? Would you try to start no. your own business? Would you try to musician? Oh, mm. I like that. I like that. So you could be like a bassist or a guitar player yeah. yep. for like a sweet jazz group. No. Yeah. Or, or, or my other, if because kind of going on like with April, I know that it's some people look at it as kind of a weird, dark time, but I would almost want to see what it'd be like in the 50s. No, I think the 50s were probably mm-hmm. the top as far as um, economically. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Upbeat. I, I think Baby boomers. Well, and especially no, the war. Were, the war had just been won. Everyone was pretty stoked yeah. on that. Unless you were, you know, not white. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. I guess that's then it blew. Just the idea of seeing the the, the way that our grandparents, what kind of world they <laughs> lived My in, parents. because <laughs> it, it was a very very different I time than what it is now, and yeah. I think that would be fascinating. I would have fought in another war if I was in the fifties. I would have came home. I would have been like. Jenny, spread your legs. I'm putting some babies in you. Ring of fire. Hey. That was a Vietnamese girl, okay? It was the South Pacific. Anyway, but yeah, no, I think that was a, a great time. You know what's kind of sad to me to think, though, is that there was so many issues with racism, but yet we had just fought with them, like, together as a team. Like, all different. Yeah. Like, we put our hate aside so that we could beat the enemy so that we could then hate again. Yep. It's so stupid. But at the America. same time, yeah. This makes me mad. Every country's got that history, though. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately. Yep. Yep. Tribalism, baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Still exists today in the form of sports. Yeah. My city's better than your city. <sighs> Go Cubs. <laughs> Go Cubs. <laughs> I love how in that episode. Fuck St. Louis. We, yeah. <laughs> Fuck St. Louis. Fuck the Cardinals. So anyway, let's talk about some of these later Whitechapel murders. Now, these murders specifically aren't part of the canonical five. And Kelly, though, is generally considered to be the Ripper's final victim. And it is assumed that the crimes ended because of the culprits deaths or imprisonment or institutionalization. So maybe he was Looney Tunes. And they were like, hey, that guy's over there in the corner talking about how he likes to eat you. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. I, I all like to eat uteruses. I do. I do. I do. And then like somebody just like throws him in a straight jacket and mm-hmm. throws him in a corner or whatnot. It throws him in a, a square room tell, or round room and tells him to sit in the corner. Please. He just keeps walking in circles. Like, Can't find the corner. Can't find the corner. I need another uterus in here. I do. I do. I do. Worst part is, is when yeah. you're a parent, you would. The dream is to have a room to yourself like that. Straight For JJ. Sure. Well, you pretty much be admitted. Yeah. Please. <laughs> do I get silence? I took a nap before I came here today. One and of those. 
I love they're awesome. I love Nat so much, but but the dogs because my sister was gone this last week with uh, her hubby on a trip to Universal, and the dogs all counted on me for food the whole time. Oh no! Gone. So anytime I lay down and it was anywhere near close to when they need to eat, mm-hmm. like. I was getting nudges the whole time. <laughs> One dog wants to sleep right between my legs, and I'm just like, ah, this is so fucking hot. Like, I'd like sleeping was with it some- the dog, though, or? <laughs> cute. But yes, it was definitely the dog. Ring of fire. So. <laughs> My dog, Chewy knows the word nap. I go nap, and he quick runs <laughs> oh, into the really? bedroom. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm I'm curious though. Wh- okay, for both of you guys, where does your dog sleep in in your room? Uh, down at the feet. Oh, I like bottom feet or yeah, like- usually the feet. Some once in a while he'll come up at the, the uh, towards the top, but we're I roll over a lot. So mm-hmm. does he have his own like little blankie or pillow? No. Nope. No, oh, he, he probably just, has a groove or whatever. Where yeah, he, he just gets goes. he just kind of yep. digs and makes a nest, makes yep. a little salad real quick, yeah. and then lays down. <laughs> I tried that. I circled my bed six times before I laid down. Doesn't make any difference. No, I love that when they do that because <laughs> they're supposed to pee first. What about Lando? Lando will lay wherever there's like a crook for him to lay in. Mm -hmm. Like if it's your arm, that's where he is. If you're on your side and you have your knees bent, that's where he is. If you're laying on your belly and you have your legs spread, he's in that nook. Dog is asking to die. Yeah, for real. I honestly, and he's been sleeping with us since he was eight weeks old. I'm shocked that we haven't smothered him to death because he wants to be, if Lando could wear our skin, he would. I think that's why Chewie knows to go with the feet. Yeah. I, I did roll over on top of him once. Whoops. I have noticed that <laughs> he doesn't seem to be bugging us very much during recordings anymore. Like maybe, He's chilling out a lot. He's yeah. finally not a puppy. Finally. He yeah. has his moments. <laughs> he does. Like when, I, when, when we first get here, it's like, oh, I mean, boy. that dog is a little. It's true. It's true. He's a few crayons short of a full box. <laughs> Lady, my dog. Sli- oh. Go ahead. What I was saying? just going to say, like, she was saying how he would look, be in our skin. She's actually, in a lot of ways, she's not kidding because in the evening, sometimes he'll go in her shirt. Oh, yeah. He loves sleeping in my shirt. There was, I was doing work the other day. I was writing lesson plans mm-hmm. and he was so, like, wanted to be near me that I finally, I pulled my shirt out and he slept mm-hmm. in my bra and, like, tucked his nose under my bra strap. <laughs> I'm like, okay, dude, whatever. The dream. They're like just nestled between my breasts. Porno giantess fans out there who are just <laughs> like, oh god. Yep. She's, she's talking about my fetish, bro. <laughs> um hey. Safe sex is the right sex. So is anyway, there is. What was that? Okay, so lady la- lady lays next to me. Lady lays next to me. She always lays like right up by my arm, like Aww. my uh, upper arm. So I can always feel her there, but she's like, she, de- she definitely does the, she'll, she'll put her, her butt down and like circle around. So yeah. she's like a little doggy, yep. doggy donut. Um, but the other dogs that I have at the, the house too, they, they always like, oh man. We have one of those big labs that's always drooling now. Anytime mm-hmm. somebody makes food, she's like, there's just like <laughs> cracks of drool running down. And I'm like, did you, did you, did you make out with the wrong girl? Did you look a little dribbly? You're, you're slightly dribbly. 
dribble. The dog, you ring a fire. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said that to, today in front of my sister. She laughed so hard. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, continuing on. So the Whitechapel murders file details another four murders that happened after the canonical five. Those of Rose Millette, Alice McKenzie, and the... The Pynchon Street Torso, so it's unidentified, and Francis Coles. Milette was found strangled in Clark's Yard High Street, Popple, uh, sorry, on 20 December 1888. There was no sign of struggle, and the police believe she had accidentally hanged herself on her collar while in a drunken stupor or committed suicide. That's how Ryan's going out. (laughs) Yep. Hey man, this fucking roller coaster looks sick. I'm just gonna lay here. Where's the, where's the carts, man? Hey, is that fucking drunk laying on the subway tracks? <laughs> hey man, hey man, I didn't pay, but puts, I'm a veteran. Puts his shirt on while it's still on the hanger, and then hangs himself. <laughs> he cornelled himself. <laughs> Damn. How about them cubbies? How they doing this year? I'll be, a, I'll be the guy that like the plane landed, right? Let me just open this. <laughs> Drunk Grand Rapids, Michigan man opens plane on flight to Thailand. <laughs> Misses chance to spend the night with lady boys. <laughs> Reaching the ultimate ring of fire. <laughs> There's so many, so many references. Oh boy! So anyway, I'd call it a burn, but you know what that is. I do. Everybody stuck their hand in a fire before. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> it's good to have friends, ladies and gentlemen. Is it though? Oh, I love you all so much. Good. So, immediately the strangulation to me says not the Ripper. Ah! <laughs> but that's just me. We know. You, they, some say, like you said, commit suicide. Nevertheless, the inquest jury returned a verdict of murder. Mackenzie, the... Alice McKenzie was killed on 17 July 1889 by severance of the left cartoid art cartoid mm. artery. So this is somebody stabbing you pretty roughly. So, <laughs> pretty roughly. That's a, <laughs> quite the synopsis. Kind of softly, like yeah, stabbing, stabbing me softly Hold. with his knife. <laughs> <laughs> Several minor bruises and cuts were found on the body discovered in Castle Alley, Whitechapel. One of the examining pathologists, Thomas Bond, believed this to be a Ripper murder, though his colleague, George Baxter Phillips, oh, I'm George Baxter Phillips, (laughs) I am, I am, who had examined the bodies of three previous victims, disagreed. Now, Hmm. I would probably trust somebody who was on the previous crime scenes, but at the same time, murder isn't like, and especially with the details and the, the the grisly nature of these crimes, I don't necessarily think he's he did leave graffiti, but I I don't know if you can you can say that about a crime mm-hmm. that it looks a certain way. Like all murder probably looks, especially when it comes to like removing organs, mm-hmm. ghastly, ghastly. 
I just, I, I, to me personally, even though I trust the fact that he was there previously, I kind of, part of me thinks, well, how do you know? Mm -hmm. Maybe this was just an off night. People have off nights. It happens. Mm -hmm. Is it like art? Yeah. Everybody's got a style. Yeah. Well, that's another, that would argue the point that maybe his point of that, this doesn't look exactly Mm -hmm. like a Ripper murder. So with that, Later writers are also divided between those who think that the her murderer copied the Ripper's modest operandi, so this could be a copycat, to deflect suspicion from himself and those who ascribe it to the Ripper. So some say maybe it was him trying to throw off the scent. Some say it's him. Some say it's a copycat. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Pynchon Street torso was a headless and legless torso of an unidentified woman mm. found under a railway arch in Pynchon Street, Whitechapel, on 10 September 1889. That's what do you call a woman with no arms and no legs water skiing? I don't you know. know. Skip. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call a man with no arms and no legs swimming? You know what? Bob. <laughs> Interesting. Um, what do you call a man with no arms and no legs on a mountainside? I don't know what. Cliff. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, You're like, thank the, you, whatever bathroom reader I read that in when I was seven, <laughs> seven, <laughs> seventh grade. So you were like, yes, those are editor <laughs> of Mad TV magazine. You know those, sh- those shitting books? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those joke shitting books? Yeah, I had those in seventh <laughs> and eighth grade. I got a couple of good ones for what the What do you call a man with no arms and no legs in front of your door? A door stopper? Matt. <laughs> That's pretty good. I'll give it to that guy. He committed. <laughs> Now, I want to say, <laughs> so ashamed of myself. Hey, what do you call a murderous fish? Don't know. Jack the Kipper. The Kipper. <laughs> hey, oh, I knew oh, it was boy. Oh, boy. Here we, we go. go. Here we go. Dad stepping up to the plate. This is like the Babe Ruth of dad jokes. <laughs> He's pointing to center field right yep. now. Oh, I, was, I might. I'm probably going to get a ball. What do you call a murderous footwear? You know what? Jack the Slipper. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. You made it over the fence, kid, but just that. So in this instance, this this torso thing really fucking creeps me out. (laughs) Because even if it's not connected to Jack the Ripper, Mm -hmm. that's fucking disgusting. Like a body that has... It's a legless torso, mm-hmm. legless and headless. So like arms. So she can still give handies. Oh. <laughs> it depends on how the rigor mortis set in. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> she's she's, she's Lego holing. hands. Ski polling. Yep. <laughs> she's got those gnarled hands. Yep. Mm, ripped now, for his pleasure. Oh Again, God. this was an unidentified woman. It makes me wonder if he took the head and Making the legs. Making fun of the dead. <laughs> it's over 100 do. years ago, so I feel like it's what okay. we do. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> now, the last one, uh, or I'm sorry, to finish up the torso, mm-hmm. it seems probable that the murder was committed elsewhere and that the parts of the <sighs> dismembered body were dispersed for... Were Chucked it out the window. <laughs> I don't need legs. I have them. <laughs> what was I thinking? 
Anyway, so Coles was killed on 13 February 1891 under a railway arch at Swallow Gardens, Whitechapel. Her throat was cut, but the body was not mutilated. James Thomas Sadler was seen earlier with her and was arrested by the police, charged with her murder, and briefly thought to be the the Ripper, which we'll talk about in the second episode. Mm. He was discharged from court for lack of evidence. Mm. Which, thank God you have to have, like, not just probable evidence. cause, but some serious evidence yeah. to bring these people to justice. The problem is, is that this is the late 1800s evidence. There's probably, if, if with today's technology, if they were to go back, they would just be mountains of Fingerprints, evidence. DNA, mm. camera, especially in England. I think they got like cameras on every corner. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I but, mean, what do you do? You it, know, it you makes gotta, you wonder for about all the serial killers of uh, days gone. Um, how many of them They're would have gotten away with only one? I mean, you really don't hear about it much anymore, but I think there's one in Chicago that they're thinking there is. Mm-hmm. Chicago Ripper. Yeah. There's like body counts up to like 50 women or something Jesus. like that. Wow. Well, that makes me think of the, I can't think of his name right now. It's a serial killer that was in LA that uh, was a black serial killer who operated on black prostitutes. Oh, mm. or, we should cover that next February. Mm, black history month. <laughs> oh my god. My toes curled on that one. It was nice knowing you all, you black <laughs> listeners. No, we uh, you know what? I, we that. we love <laughs> we love all our listeners. So he was looking for love and uh, uh February is Valentine's. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, that's what True. we'll say. Yeah. And everyone loves chocolate. And everyone loves prostitutes. And dark humor. Do they? Is there something you're not telling me, dear? Let's say sex workers from now on. <laughs> says the PC police as they run by. Right. Now, let's talk about other alleged victims. In addition to the 11 Whitechapel murders, commenters or commentators have linked other attacks to the Ripper. In the case of Fairy Faye, it is unclear. <laughs> Fairy which, Faye. Which, I mean, basically, that sounds like what Tinkerbell would be like. <laughs> She comes back, she's like, oh, I'm just a princess and I've... Stab, stab here and a stab, stab there. I've established myself in the modern world. Stabity, what should my name be? Stabity, stab. Fairy Fay. <laughs> Sounds normal, right? <laughs> oh, Peter, I love it here on Earth. This is your Bjork voice, too. <laughs> well, it's high-pitched. I mean, she's a fairy. Isn't yeah. Bjork a fairy, kind of? Iceland sure. fairy. Yeah, sure. I ship it. Yeah. Oh my Jesus, God! He that shat himself. <laughs> picked up. Could... Guys, the truth of the matter is, the real Jack the Ripper is Josh. Yep. Thank God, sharks by Dre are not real. Right. By the way, <laughs> thanks Brian for that. That was funny. That was so funny. Now I hated it. Yep. <laughs> of course you did. Now Fairy Faye was a nickname given to a victim allegedly found on 26 the day after Christmas of 1887 oh, after fuck it. after a stake had been thrust through her abdomen Ooh. but there were no recorded oh. <clears throat> was it well done primary no is it bad that that's right i'm so hungry right now that's like where my mind went like, how did he stab a stake through her abdomen can was we do cooked? that right now was it was it raw <laughs> I would love. It must a have been frozen. Garlic. I would love a tasty garlic. Oh, oh my god! Garlic oh, butter ribeye with a little blue cheese on yeah. it. Mashed potatoes. 
nice arugula salad. Steak with a little mouth on it that looks at me and goes, I can be your hero, baby. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yep. That's the kind of food that you like black out while you're eating and you come to and your plate's empty. And you're like, oh, Jesus, what happened? I hope I eat that. <laughs> yeah. Dogs in the what? corner. <laughs> Reminds me of that seal gift. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So, in addition to the 11 Whitechapel murders, commentators have linked other attacks to the Ripper. Now, we're talking about Fairy Fay. Fuck it. Was allegedly found on the day after Christmas, 1887, after a stake had been thrust through her abdomen. But there were no recorded murders in Whitechapel at or around Christmas, 1887. Fairy Faye seems to have been created through a confused press report of the murder of Emma Elizabeth Smith, who had a stick or blunt object shoved into her vagina. Most authors agree that possibly Fairy Faye never existed. But what if she did? Maybe it was a similar murder. Well, we know that women of the night were disregarded. So terribly Mm -hmm. respect to any hookers that might be listening. And a hundred years and a hundred years later, sex workers of the time would be mistreated and killed by the Green River Killer, Mm -hmm. who we've yet to cover, who Mm -hmm. supposedly has the highest numbers of anybody that's ever been a serial killer in the United States. But then again, there was a possibility that H.H. Holmes had a 200, Mm -hmm. which is like kind of his insane number. But also this will be a fun one for us to cover down the road. The serial killer, uh, Henry, Henry Lucas, Mm. Henry Lucas, I think is his name. Mm. He's the guy that the inspiration for, uh, Henry Portrait of Serial Killer is based on. Oh, okay. Hmm. The Drifter Killer. Him and his gay best friend lover, who he wasn't Fuck gay. It. He was just like most drifters. He's like, hey. Take what I can get, I guess. Hey, there's a lot of, I don't know, whip paper over there. I'm just going to stick my dick in. <laughs> <laughs> it's been calling. paper. It's, it's been calling to me. I'm going to throw some flour in that direction. Whatever sticks, where I'm sticking it. <laughs> Henry Lee Lucas is his name. Okay. So, continuing on. Annie Millwood was admitted to Whitechapel Workhouse Infirmary with stab wounds in the legs and lower torso on 25 February 1888, which is the day that I joined the military in 2002. She was discharged but died from apparently natural cause... Causes, age 38, on 31 March, 1888. Hmm. She was later postulated as the Ripper's first victim, but the attack cannot be linked definitely. Hmm. Another supposed early victim was Ada Wilson, who reportedly survived being stabbed twice in the neck on 28 March, 1888. Annie Farmer resided at the same lodging house as Martha Tabram and reported an attack on 21 November, 1888. She had a superficial cut on her throat but it was possibly self-inflicted. Mm. You can't imagine there's, I would imagine there's a lot of suicides during mm-hmm. this time. They're like, yeah, there's fucking 20, there's 1200 of us fucking prostitutes out there. It's, I don't know where that accent This was. is like was weird like, Cockney Mark Wahlberg. I know. I'm, they're I all mismatched. I myself today. Exactly. They're listening to 1888 Trent Reznor on the xylophone player with the fucking flute. nine millimeter nails. <laughs> 
We're metric. The Whitehall mystery was a term coined for the discovery of a headless torso of a woman on 2 October 1888 in the basement of the Metropolitan Police Headquarters being built in Whitehall. An arm belonging to the body was previously discovered floating in the River Thames near Pimlico. Which sounds like a... I don't know. The, whatever the Pimlico 1880, brand bread or something. Yeah, the 1888 version of Nerf. Pimlico <laughs> footballs. We make toys for boys. <laughs> Anyway, and one of the legs was subsequently discovered buried near where the torso was found. The other mm. limbs and head were never recovered, and the body was never identified. The mutilations were similar to those in the Pigeon Street case, the torso, where the legs and head were severed, but not the arms. The Whitehall mystery in the Pigeon Street case may have part of a series of murders called the Thames Mysteries committed by a single serial killer dubbed the Torso Killer, which I think is something for us to cover mm. in the future. It is debatable whether Jack the Ripper and, a, and the Torso Killer were the same person or separate serial killers active in the same area, which that is definitely frustrating if you've mm-hmm. got a series of murders and you can't link them to somebody, not knowing if it's one person. Yeah. All the while, people are like, it's your fucking job. Do it. Yeah, right. right. Figure it out. And treating you like, why isn't this being mm-hmm. solved right mm-hmm. now? Meanwhile, it's like, here, I okay. got my family. I'm trying to keep safe, and you dickheads are. Just, yeah, you're just, you know, eating donuts and being mm-hmm. cops, drinking coffee. But, mm-hmm. like, at the same time, like, these are people that are going to be haunted. And let me tell you something. Of all the things that I've seen when it comes to, to researching true crime on my own, just enjoying podcasts, there is no more sympathetic character than the detective who has been on the trail for... 30, 40 years, especially when it comes to the East area rapist or the um, Golden State killer, the guy that just got caught. Mm-hmm. was on the case for 40 years. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so amazing. Like the, 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 the talks that they had where the guys would come out and basically just talk about how like the shit that they had to go through. The shit I had to go through. The, <laughs> these are the guys that had to stumble in on these ghastly scenes. Mm-hmm. Like it was ghastly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and and then, then like they had to like put on a happy face and go back to their wife and kids. Mm-hmm. I had to put on a happy face and go back to my wife and kids. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time, it was like, "Dad, you're never around. You treat us like shit." My son said, "You're never around, and you treat us like shit." I love the detective character. So mostly it was, it's a, it's a frustrating thing to, to see you can't, these are things like, this is the internet. You can't Google people. You can't, you know, solve things instantaneously. You can't look for the signs unless you really dig deep into the crimes to figure these things. Basically you had to like see the guy stabbing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Really. (laughs) Well, it's, it's a lot like with these and I feel terrible about it, but these women or men who come forward who like, I've, I, there was a sex crime perpetrated against Mm -hmm. me, like with the, with the find uh, leaving Neverland. Mm -hmm. The only people that know for sure are the, the perpetrator and the victim. Yep. And the perpetrator's dead and the perpetrator's dead. Mm -hmm. And in some cases, and in these cases, Totally. Like, like uh, Jack the Ripper's not alive. Plus, it's like, it's a hooker. Oh, we'll get to it later. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They called him the less dead, especially oh, during those really? times. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Because that is so fucked. Because it wasn't a it wasn't somebody of royalty. It wasn't a celebrity. It wasn't anybody like like a like a like a politician positive, or anybody yeah, exactly. that's like somebody valuable to the community. Like a like or like in if in medieval times it would have been like a knight or something. Mm-hmm. Somebody somebody of higher stature, like a constable or whatever. So it's fucked up. But anyway, John Gill, a seven-year-old boy, was found murdered in oh. Manningham, Bradford, on 29 December 1888. His legs had been severed, Oof. his abdomen opened, his intestines drawn out, and his heart and one ear removed. To me, personally, I think this is just a fucked up vet or like somebody who's... It doesn't seem mm-hmm. to match the other one. No, no because I mean... It's funny too because not until we did this episode and and I list the details like the canonical five you feel yeah like this is a certain style. Mm-hmm. A, a, I mean it's like saying like oh we found a grandma with her arm stuffed up her butt like it's like <laughs> that doesn't sound like the, the aristocrats. Like it's fucked up, but it's <laughs> the not aristocrats. The same. <laughs> guys, guys, guys! Disney, circle up. We got a great idea for the new. All right, Grandma, bend over. Oh, that's my arm. Grandma, you sound like Mickey. <laughs> God. Anyway, thank you. Thank you. That's all I have to say. Wow. Now, there was. Okay, so. Okay, so the seven year old boy murdered, intestines removed. There were similarities with the murder of Mary Kelly. That's the last of the canonical five. Led the press to speculation that the Ripper had killed him. The boy's employer, milkman William Barrett, was twice arrested for the murder, but was released due to insufficient evidence. No one else was ever prosecuted. His employer, seven years old, and he has an employer. A milkman. Hey, go sell this dairy product, (laughs) you fuck. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, okay, Mr. Fucking guy. And then there's some 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 mustache. Uh, yes, Mr. Fucking guy. <laughs> he knows what is Yeah, he, the milkman. He's he's Japanese. Fucking guy. Fucking fucking guy. Carrie Brown. Now this is the last thing I'm gonna get to, and then That's some delicious milk. Straight from cow utter. So anyway, Carrie Brown, nicknamed Shakespeare, reportedly because she was quoting Shakespeare's sonnets quite a bit. All the time. That's how she converses with people. Uh, I thought maybe she held a spear and was shaking. (laughs) Maybe. Who knows? I mean, we're we're talking about a time when like, oh, she'd be great at hand jobs. Or horrible. (laughs) Or horrible. (laughs) Maybe she had. Like the timing belt in the car. It's going to work or it's not. Maybe she had the consumption. Who knows? Hmm. Maybe she had the clap. Maybe she did. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So anyway, (laughs) Carrie Brown was strangled with clothing and then mutilated with a knife on 24 April 1891 in New York City. Her body (laughs) was found with a large tear through her groin area and superficial cuts on her legs and back. April, we're trying to play the big song. <laughs> no organs were removed. It's like the fourth pair of pants you've gone through today. I'm sorry. Don't rip the diarrhea pants. 
No organs were removed from the scene, though an ovary was found upon the bed, either proposed purpose, purposely removed or intentionally dislodged. At the time, Dis- the murder Ugh. was compared to those in Whitechapel, though the Metropolitan Pol- Police eventually ruled out any sort of connection. And that Damn. has been your episode one. Woof. No Jack kidding. God. Next week, we'll get into the investigation on the suspects and some of the more recent news. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interestingly right. enough, but. And all those segments that you know and love. All the segments you know and love. Some. Yeah, I mean, Depends part on the of time. all. <laughs> but anyway, we actually have some five star. <laughs> Sorry, I just thought of that. <laughs> Thanks for the heads up, boss. I will say that in our time as hosts of this show, we did get a few of probably some of the best five-star reviews we've ever gotten this last week. Mm -hmm. Um, Our first one... I apologize because I'm, I'm scrolling to it. Our first one comes from Casey Helbig, who says, Five stars, the best podcast on the market. Zanzizi Zabibi. Damn straight. And <sighs> this, this one really warmed the cockles of my heart. And I think this is Larry's favorite, too. This mm-hmm. comes from Charlie Morgan. He says, I really enjoy listening to y'all. Very interesting topics. My grandson, Jimmy, turned me on to you all last summer, and I've listened to all episodes and going around onto you for a second time around. Very interesting. And y'all, Five more callers ahead of us, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> y'all make me laugh on my long drives on the highway. I've tried to get my other half husband to listen, but he hasn't started yet. I just want to let everyone know, thank you. Thanks to each of you for helping me out with Boring Road. We live in Paducah, Kentucky, Mm. and this weekend I've heard the strangest thing about the blue people, quote unquote, of Kentucky. Smurfs. Mm. Yeah. Blue man group. I've read a little bit. Smurfing blue man group. (laughs) Right. I've read a little bit about them. Maybe it's a future topic. Mm. Also, we used to live in a town outside of St. Louis, Missouri called Alton, Illinois, and it's one of the most haunted towns in USA. Oh, I like that. That's relatively close. Maybe a beer city media road future. trip. I'm still waiting and hoping that y'all go out and do field trip on location. Well, that's what we just said there, Charlie. And perhaps conjure up some disbelievers. Keep growing and keep the crazy antics coming. Love y'all like family. Ryan, Larry, Josh, April from Charlie and Harley. I this this like. I mean, he's a tr- he's a trucker. He's the backbone of our country. Amen. I love I love our, these guys. I hope we can keep you all company on the road. And thank you for what you do. Mm-hmm. You're making it through a a second round of all of us. It's that's better brave. than what we can do. Hey, you you tell that husband. I'll say like, hey, no pudding pops for you until you start listening to the show. That's right. I agree. And I, you know, another thing is. I just want to say, like, I love the idea of, like, 
generations enjoying the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the, the fact crazy that thing. The grandson and then the yeah, like I, I love that. Charlie bringing families together. It's what we do. That's right. Charlie, thanks. That shout out really hit home. So I really appreciate you, brother. Take care. I love your dog, by the way. Also, we got one more shout out. This goes to Kenneth Reeves, who said, I'm a huge fan of the show. My wife said I would fit right in. Thanks for all the laughs. Well, hey, Kenneth, you should be locked up. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome on board, brother. Mm -hmm. And thank you for these five star shout outs. Well, do we have anything that we need to plug currently? I mean, we 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 didn't do the Patreon drop, so I guess well, we, we did it right at the beginning of the show, though. Oh, that's true. My bad. I wasn't paying attention. Mm-hmm. We know. We're used to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a fun episode. It 150. Has. Anybody want to say anything reflecting on the last 150 episodes? <sighs> Any predictions for the future? I always like to do this when we hit the the, the milestone episodes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say I'm just imagine a big dick. Yep. I am too. Oddly enough. Mm. I like where we've gone. I think it's been good with the mobster and the serial killers this season. I'm, I'm pretty proud of how those episodes turned out. I enjoyed doing St. Valentine's day massacre Mm -hmm. and also Whitey Bulger. Yeah. It's been nice. Um, opening up, to more topics. Mm-hmm. I think that's been really interesting. And Ryan, I've been talking about topics for next season, too. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. We just, you know, there's no, there's definitely no end to the amount of subjects that yeah. we can cover. For sure. And I definitely, as far as like workplace security, don't feel nervous about anything when it comes to this show. Yeah. Personally. Yep. I think the one the thing that's really cool, and I would say for all of us, is now we're at this point where it's like every single day we have interaction, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's always positive. So, yep, keep that coming, guys. That's awesome I'm going to keep see. this brief. <laughs> I said the shortest thing. <laughs> I know I'm fucking with you. <laughs> the ball busting will continue. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's nice to oh, have up. interaction with the fans. I never thought I'd have fans. I never thought I'd be in a position. Where someone would say, hey, you're in my ear holes once a week. I don't right. know you from Adam. I wouldn't know you if I passed you on the street, but I'm yeah. your fan. I have fans. Poop. That's weird. Yeah. Poop. Chuck Bailey. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Larry, what do you think? Uh, I, <laughs> Larry needed a break. I'm tired. He needed yeah. a break. He needed to get the fuck out of town. And we're glad you're going to be gone next week. Technically, we were technically doing this I'll be early. back. I think when this yeah, comes when out, this, when mm-hmm. this drops, yeah, well deserved vacation for everybody. Yes, for sure. Agreed. <laughs> These guys need a vacation from me more than anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh. all good. What the fuck? What was that? Is that you? Mm-hmm. Do- what was that from? He's doing an impression. Jonathan Davis. Oh, God. That oh, grunge rock episode of mm. The Sheep Squatch. That was fun. That was. All right. Hey, honey. Oh, jeez. What's wrong with you? <laughs> That's me fuck. getting hit. Yep.
Fuck. Honestly. That's a that's an angry fuck. That is, I, that it it no makes joke. me angry. There was one time he did that when I was coming around to go down the stairs and I <gasps> could have fallen, fallen down the yeah. stairs. Yeah, I would have fallen, yeah. But April, April, you forgot you would have farted. And exactly, too. And it would have been the worst Bruce fucking fart in the, in the, the whole world. In the history of farts. I'm telling you guys, this when I get a shorts by Dre, I'm going to show I'm you. I'm going to record it. You can smell it later. <laughs> you know, I, when I, I go ahead. Issues go ahead. here. Go ahead. I think that when I, when I mentioned that, it was lost in translation that I meant the sound of it. Oh, okay. So you're Fine, saying, but that doesn't equal funny. So we had to like well, twist yeah. it in a way that <laughs> it has to be twisted in a way. Yep. Oh, it's oh interesting though. Now I think about it. Yeah, it's the sound and length of her fart. <laughs> I just, you should just record like an atomic I've explosion tried. and just be like, "Hey guys, <laughs> can you smell this?" No, you can't. Oh my god, and you never will because no one really wants smell vision. No. Unless it's Food Network, or I would be into that. Not long enough, <laughs> or steak. Yeah, well, food. yeah, Ooh, food. God, Kitty litter commercials would suck, though. Oh, yeah, <sighs> be a rush to like, oh, get this thing off my face. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Anything else we want to throw out there before we end this bad bear? <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't bad today, was I? No, no not at all. Okay. So Doesn't make this any less funny. No, I agree. Everybody, Ryan's drunk. 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 Well, that was bonding. All right. We'll see you next week on another episode of Conspiracy Rain Therapy. Fire. Have a great one, guys. Love is a burning thing And it makes a fire rain Bound in love's desire I fell into a ring of fire I fell into a burning ring of fire Went down, down, down The flames went higher And it burned Presentation of Beer City Media. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>